0: We're on.
1: All right. I guarantee I've used that one before. I just, uh, there's only a couple live songs.
0: <laughs> I guarantee you their catalog is much deeper than we think it is.
1: Uh, I think I know exactly how deep the live catalog is, but it's just there's only a couple of them that have videos. Uh, okay, I got uh, you. Or or that like I have any kind of affection for.
0: Oh, wait, I didn't know that we were that we were taking in like your pro hits. Like this is your live mixtape.
1: Huh? Yeah. It's my YouTube playlist on my private live fan channel. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh man. Yeah. We're back. Yeah. Yeah, thank you everybody yeah. for uh for understanding all of that. I don't know who I'm talking to. There's ah uh, there we go, one viewer. Hello. <laughs> Hello, yeah, um, yeah. Um, January twenty fifth, starting out twenty sixteen by actually doing one of these in a month.
1: Yeah, doing uh, it's it's a it's so easy to get out of the habit of doing things. Oh my gosh, totally. Yeah, and and that's that's really uh, that's really been the problem. So this, and then like Infinity engineer stuff, and then we both got back into backer blogs and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just really easy not to do stuff, yeah. stuff instead.
0: i know there's so much other stuff look at all these games man yeah (laughs) but it's more like oh i feel guilty like i would have to come back to it with my tail between my legs and we start the first live stream in a couple months by apologizing for it
1: yeah we should i mean i've been trying to same thing whenever i pick up a blog or something i haven't done in a while there's like always the couple paragraphs you spend explaining yourself that i'm trying to excise because yeah it's it's just dumb yeah it doesn't make it you know make any sense people understand or they don't but there's nothing you can say to make them yeah get it. it's, uh,
0: it's like the existential version of the hey guys at the front of yeah. the
1: blog yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm
0: getting i'm getting noticed that i'm pretty quiet
1: there we go yeah. now i'm louder how, how do i sound the last rewind yes
0: we have uh so if anybody's watching this oh wow we got a lot of viewers um, we have a live chat going on in Slack because fuck if I know how to start a live chat
1: on Google Hangouts. Yeah, th- this is a nice uh, solution for it anyway. This would be the it's... same thing we'd, we'd want to do. Um, cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, how are you
0: doing? I'm doing okay. Um, I had like a really relaxing weekend. I planned on staying in because of the weather. Mm-hmm. Um and when we weren't hit,
1: it was it's cold outside. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever told a girl, "Baby, it's cold outside?" No, because that okay. is a horrible creepy song. <laughs> "Baby, it's cold outside." <laughs> yeah, "Baby, it's, it's cold, cold inside." <laughs> it's cold <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, no, I was planning to 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 stay in. And that's normally what I do, but this weekend I was looking forward to having an excuse. Mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So that was a bummer. But like, yeah, no, actually, like I played some games for fun, which yeah. was. That's fun. Yeah. That's the best. I beat Pony Island and I beat the Magic Circle.
1: Cool. Yeah. yeah. Both uh, both in the first couple ch- comrades, we planned that stuff out um, via email recently. <laughs> so uh, I, second week in February, I think, is when we're, gonna, when we're actually going to come back. Great. Great. I will update yeah. my spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just uh, that's been hard too. Nick did some traveling. Um, yeah. Home and stuff. Yeah. So that's uh again just that that we are guilt. Same thing with uh we're recording some dirtbags and pitch stuff this week. Mm-hmm. With coming back the same same time. Yeah. So we have the the pitch storyline planned for the first half. Or like not storyline. Like it, it, there's an <laughs> don't, ending at the beginning. Don't
0: tell people that you plan the story.
1: Well, it's it's always there's it always behind a plan. But the we don't have the uh, there's nothing really happens in the middle. They're just episodes. Mm. But we have the ending planned, and I'm pretty into it so <laughs> um
0: yeah i don't know like it feels like the uh, the podcast network equivalent of have you ever had a uh, had a dishwasher
1: uh sure yeah yeah
0: um uh, just like you can kind of tell how things are going by if you are using the dishwasher as a cabinet
1: <laughs> oh like yeah if you just skip the the cabinet step
0: yeah yeah just kind of like okay well here's this and i'm going to keep the dirty dishes in the sink and i'm going to keep the clean dishes in the dishwasher and if, when all of them are over i'm going to like just that that feels like a fundamental disorder and that's like what so much of the network stuff feels like when i run behind it like all of my dirty dishes are in the sink uh,
1: yeah i, I don't to, if i live by myself i don't use cabinets for dishes it's no. all just drying rack or because i mean who am i trying to impress nobody not good about like yeah. Huh? yeah i don't have nobody comes over when i live by myself it's yeah. just uh but now they have roommates they like cabinets yeah fancy boys <laughs> um yeah. yeah how about you i'm fine uh last night i i didn't get any sleep over the weekend so i, I went to sleep really early last night caught up mm-hmm. so i got early today uh finished the uh, souls of darkness manuals all done I'm excited about. Um, so the PDF of that will be coming out relatively soon. And then uh so now everything is ready to print except for the comic, and I'm waiting on I think just one page of that. So oh. I just need to do the cover and uh which is just the cover of the thing. I just need to lay it out, which is easy. But almost almost everything is ready to go to the printer, which nice. I'm super excited about because this has been hanging over my head. It's got the it's mm-hmm. that same thing we we're talking about, the blog guilt. Yeah. Um, where like every once in a while in the shower, I'll just be like, you know, oh. just have anxiety about it. yeah. Just like oh, I said I was going to do this and I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um. And also, I want to get it done so I can kind of draw a line under it, you mm-hmm. know, move on to other projects. So. Yeah. Um. But it's almost done for the printer or ready for the printer, which is great. Um. Holland Hume, who writes into the, the podcast and stuff, may have hooked yeah. me up with a POG guy, which is great because <laughs> I my POG problem like it was getting bad. I was getting into double digits of like people I've gotten rejections from <laughs> like <laughs> printers. Pog rejections? Yeah, pog rejections, constant pog rejections. <laughs> like, it's either places that have like, oh yeah, we can do it. It's it's a ten thousand piece minimum. You know, like each of these is gonna cost you, you know, six hundred dollars. So I, I can't spend and there's like sixty people who are getting pogs. Like I can't spend right. I'm used to printing giving me a couple extra things. At but, that
0: point like you might as well just get like a kit and make your own.
1: Well, I've looked into that and you can't buy them. Like if you go on eBay and go like home pog making kit, uh-huh. nothing pops up. Like it's not, so you can't buy it on eBay Right? early. I'm sure it might show up eventually, but like <laughs> twice and there's been no pog kits. Hmm. Um, and then there are like uh, little Martha Stewart circle cutting things. Uh, but then I would have to put stickers on and that feels cheap. Ugh, yeah, yeah. No, don't, you won't. don't want to do that. Um, yeah. So like I finally found, and then a lot of places can do them at an inch and a quarter rather than an inch and a half. Because uh, you go to, like, custom board game component places, and they, they make those. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a, finally, I think that Holland has found a place that sounds like they can do the right thickness and and diameter. Um, so here's, here's hoping. Because <laughs> it's such, like, a small piece of the big, the big thing, and it's been such yeah. a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Hmm. I just and had the idea of Holland, I like, sidling up to you. Like... Like, oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got that P. <laughs> you give me a runoff pogs. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, like yeah uh, i'm getting self-conscious like this is the first time i've like looked at my face in a while um so i haven't noticed how much the beard is you got a mighty main going i know right it's all it's all the way around um, yeah the last time people saw me it was on DuckStream, so
1: yeah so there's <laughs> orange corona like <laughs> emanating out from for orange come on your, your mid face <laughs>
0: yeah i'm happy that you've solved your pog problems fingers crossed
1: yeah Yeah, i'm i uh, I am happy as well um we'll we'll see uh i've been putting pog some of my old pogs up
0: on my vision board for you
1: oh cool thank you yeah (laughs) i had to like the company that is making them wanted a sample and i realized like i don't have any pogs so i just like went on amazon bought some pogs and sent them to this company like (laughs) so they're just gonna get a package of pogs (laughs) those i don't know oh man (laughs) Um, so, but that's, that's more or less been me and then just doing work stuff and trying to catch up on pod stuff, playing games. Yeah. So I got to Africa in Metal Gear five. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, so, so far, so, so good. Like that game, uh, opens up in a really satisfying way. Like I like now that if I get caught, I can be like, well, fuck it, call on an airstrike and distract mm-hmm. these people and, you know, finish my mission while things are blowing up. Yeah. It's like a good... I feel like it's the first time Metal Gear has done that. Okay, you know, even mm-hmm. in three, which I think was previously was my favorite in the series. Like when you got caught, it still kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're still at a huge disadvantage, and now I feel like I'm equipped to deal yeah. with getting caught in a way that's okay. So it's it's kind of insidious. I had a lot more fun
0: once I kind of took the b- mental block off of the items and abilities that said makes it impossible to reach an S rank. Yeah. Like I don't care about the ranking.
1: Yeah, I was like, I was getting like regularly me. getting like B and C ranks anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. why do I care about if I can get an A, great. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm happy you're enjoying it.
1: Yeah, it's super cool. Like I would, it's it's really long and part of me is just like this is anytime I play it I have a guilt of like I shouldn't be spending time on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is uh it's super good. Nice. I really like it. Yeah. So. Do
0: you want me to hit us with a question? <clears throat> yeah yeah so uh we're hitting the priority questions from our five five dollar not patreon backers here first off and we're going to begin with greg especially since we were talking about games we liked in 2015 middle mm-hmm. Gear. um which games due to come out in 2016 are you the most excited about and why
1: all right uh do you got do you got an answer <laughs> they
0: asked this uh so this was a question on the level here last week and i didn't have an answer for it like i think i copped out and said dark souls 3 uh, yeah probably that would be the biggest cop-out answer um yeah no i'm I'm pretty excited about the witness coming out tomorrow dating this but
1: yeah i watched uh, the trailer for that just uh just now with the release trailer
0: yeah yeah now i mean like that's the one that i've been looking forward to the longest just by virtue of the fact that it's been in development the longest although saying that shakes loose um the last guardian Mm -hmm. um which i'll believe it when i see it so it's hard to it's hard to say yeah
1: yeah i'm i'm cautiously optimistic or cautiously curious about the witness Mm -hmm. um but i can't i'm i don't know when i'll get around to playing it i'm definitely not yeah, I have yeah. other things i'm interested in that are available now yeah um but like it's just it's it's a cop out but part of it is like i don't follow that much in the way of pre-release like i don't uh, stoke game boners the way i used to when i was young but it's all souls and souls related shit so it's like dark souls 3 salt and sanctuary uh iter um or eater however that name is yeah. pronounced all those games look really cool to me
0: yeah I'm um, then, below, actually the one, what? The one. Uh, below the new one by the, uh, oh, yeah. by
1: the sword and sorceries guy yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, vaguely uh, curious. Oh, um, I think the two new Shovel Knight DLCs will come out uh, in 2016, which is awesome. The uh, two new characters, the Propeller Knight and King Knight, I think. Oh, wow. I don't know if you knew that they did that, but like, you know, you play through the game, then they put out the Plague Knight thing, and it's amazing and free and mm-hmm. totally changes the way. But that's one of three. So I wasn't aware be-
0: that was one of three. I know that they, uh, they have uh, Shield
1: Knight coming, right? Um, maybe it's shield knight and and propeller knight it's it's like two it's two other playthroughs eh, or two other kind of ways to play the game um so that's great yeah uh, i haven't played uh, i haven't played play knight yet it's good it's really really good it changes the game entirely and they added they could have made it they could have done it a lot cheaper and and kind of shittier than they did mm-hmm. but there's tons of care like everything is different characters react different like <laughs> it's got its own kind of like touching story to it um it's really good so you know nice. well worth it um and then yeah but other than than those things there's not not a whole lot like what else is a big What's a big thing that's coming out i'm not thinking of
0: uh it's uncharted 4
1: oh hey <laughs> <laughs> um yeah
0: yeah it's i don't know like i'm kind of in the same spot that you are honestly like it's uh i don't know
1: there will probably be lots of indie stuff i'd never heard of that's
0: the thing like i like most of the stuff that i get excited about i'm excited about for two weeks because i heard about it a week before those two yeah.
1: weeks <laughs> yep yep you know um not that the, that uh black glove society or whatever that game from the bioshock people like the uh, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's not, that looks really cool um yeah it's, it's it's hard for me to get super hyped like that it's just not what i do Oh yeah, there's a new JSX. Thank you, Doctor Static. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, because Human Revolution's awesome, so I'm super excited. Even though Mankind Divided doesn't look quite as like interesting, um, mm-hmm. but I'll still play the shit out of it. And uh, Dishonored too. So. Oh
0: shit, that's what we—that's what we landed on.
1: Yeah, Dishonored two is that. that's definitely uh, way up there for me because yeah. that's one of my favorite games. So yeah, that, those are probably you know over the shoulder role playing games with uh, you know or action games with the role playing elements. Yeah um you know. big surprise yeah i like i'm looking forward to the games i like
0: <laughs> yeah fifa 2017 um yeah. Gus writes in indie games are they the saving grace of a saturated triple a market i
1: don't, know. I don't um, know. <laughs> they're they're like it, it they contribute to the so i was thinking about um god what made me think of this the the paradox like that you can play something new every day for the rest of your life and not run out of things to play Like you'll die before you get to play everything that's good Mm -hmm. or read everything that's good or watch everything that's good. Um, And I was thinking about if you took like indie games out of that equation, would that still be true? And I don't think so. I think I would eventually, if I just played things from major uh, publishers, like eventually I would run out of shit. Mm -hmm. So it does contribute to that, like just the bigness of media right now where like, we're just living in a golden age for everything because more people are doing things and it just raises the amount of good, good shit, you know? Mm I can't imagine there being a month that comes out that there isn't something like, like a really interesting game coming, like indie game coming out. Whereas mm-hmm. I can't imagine a month where there's not a big, like an interesting major release.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it used to be the case that like what, uh, uh, January and July were yeah. really bad uh, for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, like you know, August now- used to be, there was a time where nothing came out in August because of Madden. Yeah. Which is super weird to think of.
1: And now, like even it's it's January and we've already got the Witness and Darkest Dungeon came out this month and like, yeah. So like it is a, it does contribute to that feeling of uh, I'll never get to play everything I want to play before I die, yeah. which is a double edged feeling. But like is ultimately a good problem to have.
0: Yeah, it's like any given weekend, just like this past weekend, I have any number of like I'm just going to play two two entire whole really good games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel roughly the same way. It's just a, I don't know. I just don't think about like AAA versus anything else anymore. It just doesn't, yeah. it seems like a false dichotomy to me.
1: It, I mean, it kind of is, but the thing that it keeps popping up with me is like length. Mm-hmm. So, like, AAA tends to be these like huge, like, the games that I want to play that are AAA are the ones that are like the 90 hour sinks. Mm-hmm. You know, so like Fallout 3 and Metal Gear 5 and Witcher 3 and all these things I want to play. So, yeah. That's ten, that tends to be what I attribute with it. Whereas, like something more manageable, I tend to think of as yeah, you know, something smaller. Not always the case, but you
0: know. I also like the idea of like the more we get, you know, kind of the lower uh, side of stuff. You know, like lower production value, smaller, more manageable games. Like the more we get stuff that's like in the middle. Uh, like I, I it, it's hard for me to think of a time when something like Until Dawn
1: mm-hmm. would have come out.
0: You know, if yeah. there wasn't like a ton of Telltale stuff coming out, yeah. you know, kind of like a more indie
1: capacity. They're definitely influencing one another.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Into <clears throat> that. Um, Let's see here. Placeholder Pigeon writes, if you had the power to port any game into an Oculus Rift like VR experience, which ones would you pick and why?
1: Oh. What's a... That's a good question. Like uninvited. Oh yeah. Yeah, something like, like that. I think. A walking sim kind of thing, or yeah, do you the, like a super super slow first person adventure game where yeah. like there are no reflexes at all, mm-hmm. and it's just immersion. So I think uninvited would probably be my answer for that.
0: Yeah. Um, check this out. I would love to see. Um...
1: <laughs> I will. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, whoa! <laughs> Going to show you my science. Um, I would love to see a Zelda game. Um, a top-down Zelda game in VR, where you're kind of like looking down into uh, like a like a doll like a dollhouse. Like oh, do like so that? you don't you don't control the camera? No, no. Like you're like you. It's you just, just you oh, that's a cool
1: idea. Looking at the set. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen anybody do anything like that, but that's like that's a really good idea because like when you first said top-down Zelda, like that I don't think that would work at all because if if you were controlling if you saw from Link's point of view. Because you, you need peripheral ar- awareness and, like, you'd need to... Uh, yeah, so that would never work. But, like, the idea of just kind of looking down onto a 3D, like, set of models, like a 3D game.heroes thing... Yeah. They, like, if they, and you can literally, like, if the Imagine, like, if they did that and it was, like, claymation or, like, woolly world, like, yarn creatures. Like, it actually looked yeah. like looking down on a diorama. Mm-hmm. That'd be really sweet. Or, like, um, I would even play something that was, like, a... a Got like a hero quest or something like that where you had like little cardboard stands yeah. that you looked at and moved at, but you'd actually control through there. That would be really cool.
0: Yeah. Or how about um, like Maniac Mansion by way of Luigi's Mansion? Hmm. Where you have all the rooms and you can see and you're jumping around and it is like a dollhouse?
1: Yeah. That would be really cool. I haven't yeah. seen very many people who are using Oculus stuff for third person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it seems like the way to go. Like, yeah, it will get rid of the problems of like, vr like the the kind of issues with it um that would be really really neat i would I would like to see more of that that's like solves a lot of the problems with it because mm-hmm. yeah, i mean you're you're getting less right mm-hmm. like you're just getting like a 3d effect that you could get on a flat screen as well mm-hmm. or with a 3ds um but it would just be like an ease like a like an easy 3d or an automatic
0: be cool to do like uh like to work that into the gameplay too where like you have to peek around corners like, yeah you know, like change your viewing angle or something like that yeah, yeah.
1: yeah um yeah that'd be a cool idea i like the idea of like you know pushing around toys in a box
0: yeah so. yeah so that's my answer um sam bear writes in uh which is your favorite the ropers or mr furley also who would win in a fight this question is for cole <laughs> um well when i was young i was a i uh, was mr furley guy because i appreciate i was
1: young i was mr furley guy <laughs>
0: I was a Mr. Furley guy because, uh, you know, Don Knotts, he's, he's inimitable. However, I think that he's far more kind of boring on his own, leaning into his own eccentricities without Mr. and Mrs. Roper to play off of, right? Um, when you can look at the Ropers in, interacting with each other and talking about this, you know, strange Jack Tripper and his non standard living arrangement um you know it brings a little bit more dimension to the show whereas with just mr furley he is he he is like a lightning strike um into kind of the balance and the stasis that they have and i think that that is less satisfying um in terms of like a dramaturgical um quintad yeah yeah sure yeah i'll buy it yeah there Um, are lots of i mean you're never going to see me turn down um the charm of you know, uh, Don Knotts, but uh, but yeah, I think in this instance it was a stronger show, and it was the Ropers.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no <laughs> answer for that question. Yeah, I don't watch that show. Uh, like I've seen it I don't. I don't watch that show. Yeah. No. I. I've, yeah. I've, I've seen it before. Like okay. it's not, I've seen it, but it never. Like I was never like, man, this is it. Like this is, this yeah. is good. <laughs> like, I look at these guys with tight pants, like. <laughs> like tight pants lycra weird polyester things i don't i never thought like this is this is cool like you this know. draws my attention
0: i tell you what though that's suzanne summers
1: you know that, she's dead that, now that, that, that i know i know oh, she actually did i don't know i just assumed I so, so because <laughs> i think she
0: passed <laughs> breast cancer unfortunately okay. but you know, exactly. but like, that's that's something that i have in common with people 15 years older than me is yeah. that that was uh you know that was a moment that was that was an awakening for me
1: yeah, was it? How much of it was like a spank bank fuel? Like you watch that show, where you just like, I can get oh, no? She's so dress
0: all the time. Like
1: yeah, so a lot of it.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, they're just looking for excuses to get her to jump up and down. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm proud of it.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking a task it. I was just curious. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what the fucking appeal of Three comes Three's Company is. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gary, I
0: was ten. Come on.
1: No, I, no, I know. I'm not, I'm not. I'm. This is a scientific line of questions and it's, it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, there's no judgment i just want to know why a 10 year old's watching three Comps three's company man. because it's on because it's yeah, on yeah, but... and i don't like turning away from nickelodeon yeah because you, you never know when brocco's modern life will just pop on out of nowhere i know you got to keep track they're wily with those reruns yeah well <laughs> what's doug gonna get up to yeah hmm. uh, something <laughs> when, when you think about it when you're older uh, patty mayonnaise is a really gross name because <laughs> uh, like one like, like first of all anytime she had to fill out an application or his last night last name first it would be mayonnaise patty which that's disgusting yeah and two when you get older you get you realize that mayonnaise even if you want to eat it it's kind of gross mm-hmm. yeah no i'm not
0: a fan of mayonnaise so that always uh like i got the i got the idea that they were working in a food pun milieu but i think it was only her family who uh yeah. who had the uh the the food puns
1: the um, my mom posts a lot of like gross Midwestern mom meals on Facebook, and one of them was like this chocolate cake that had mayonnaise in it as mm-hmm. a thing. And I don't know, like I, you can make cake with like, sour cream or, or something like that. I'm fine with it. Yeah, but I yeah, it just mayonnaise. like as a substitute. Yeah,
0: yeah. So but sour it cream different. makes a really good like uh like a like a really good um like bun cake.
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah. for some reason, I and uh, logically, I understand that mayonnaise mayonnaise can do the same thing. But on the the top of it, it was like chocolate mayonnaise cake and i was just like that's the most disgusting goddamn mm-hmm. combination of words yeah. i cannot handle that
0: no and, no mayonnaise and sour cream those are things i can stand baked into something where it's not an identifiable part of the of uh, the composite
1: i can understand it but i don't want to know about it
0: no no that's the thing and like my 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 mom like would you know criticize me for like oh well you tasted this and i was like well that was before i knew that there was mayonnaise in it mm-hmm. which obviously just eat the food that you're given fuck you yeah but (laughs) oh i was at a i was at meyer the other day and um you'll never guess what i saw um linda you know linda from your high school no i saw um in the checkout they had the dump cakes and easy dump meals
1: oh yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. easy dump dinners yeah Yeah. dump dinners dump cakes dump
0: dump. yeah uh let's see here kilo pascal writes um, what kinds of tabletop games, board, card, RPG, do you play? Are there any you wish you could play, but you haven't been able to?
1: Do you have an answer for that, Cole? No.
0: Um, you are the tabletop gamer.
1: Um, we play, so um, we have a weekly game night, which I've talked about before. Um, the, uh, and that's typically a, an RPG. Uh, we just wrapped up um, for a long time. My friend Levi was running various things in Dungeon World. Which is a really fun kind of uh, shared control light RPG, and then Brayden just ran a short, like a month long thing in a game called Lacuna, um, which is a game designed by the same people who did um, the Parsley games, like did Action Castle. Oh yeah. I think way back to the uh, extra for the Arcade episode, maybe. Um, I can't remember which extra so we played Action Castle in. Um, and that was okay. Um, I'm glad it was like kind of short, and it wasn't Brayden's fault. He did a great job, but the game feels like it's supposed to be really like bewildering and confusing. I found it kind of annoying. Mm. Um, the, uh, but now we're on the verge of getting together to play my like, you know, nine month long luxury call of Cthulhu campaign mm. thing. So I'm really excited about that. The horror on the Orient express um thing. So I've been preparing, like reading that book, preparing for it and everything. And it, I got the big deluxe box. So it comes with all this cool shit, like passports and match boxes and yeah. stuff like that. Like, trying to ask me if that uh, tabletop story went to in, in uh, portland right mm-hmm. yeah um super excited about that that's gonna be really fun um, it's, I bought a sheet of uh, telegraph like stationery so I can type up oh. telegraphs and stuff for people um really excited about that and then um and then when we play board games um the last board game we played uh was code names uh which is like my favorite it's so goddamn good and I want to play it more um Do you know about this game, Cole? Nope. Explain it. Um, So it's like a word game, but it's not about. So, like, when when I think about word games, like, I like word games that are about what words mean, not about, like, word finds or word spelling games. Like, I don't like Scrabble. I don't like Boggle very much. I like like categories or Taboo. Yeah, yeah, Balderdash. Like, I think those are really good games. Um, Codenames is like. I won't. I'll explain the whole thing. The central mechanic is: no matter how big the teams are, there's one person who's kind of like a code uh, clue giver, and the rest of the people guess. And you have this board of words, and the words could be like just random things like mountain, fire station, you know, egg, France, etc. And uh, the clue giver can say one word and one number, and uh, the word is the thing all those words have in common. Or what okay. would link them, and the number is how many of them. Um, so you're trying to get your team to guess your squares and not guess the other team's squares. So, like in the example I gave, where there was egg in France, you could say um, uh, like brioche, or something like, or like something like that would you know have yeah. it. Like you couldn't say French toast because that's part of the word in it. Yeah, you could say brioche too, and then it's up to the guessers to guess. Like okay, use egg. Like you can use an egg with that. I mean that's not the best example, but. Yeah. Um, But you know what I mean. Um, Mm -hmm. So you find the things they have in common. And you're forced to be really clever. Um, You have to kind of come up with um, things that can't apply to your opponent's words, but do apply to yours. Because there's a huge penalty if you guess. uh, And then there's an assassin on the board. And if anyone guesses that, then their team loses. Mm -hmm. So you have to, like, whatever you... So it's about finding these perfect, like, individual words that, like, match these other things, but don't match this other set. And it just makes you feel really clever and cool when you do something really good, <laughs> um, especially but, if
0: somebody swoops you on that on on your first choice and you have a backup one like you had to find another route to the yeah. same to the same like core group of concepts
1: or if there's one thing that would work perfectly, but you could misinterpret it for something terrible, mm-hmm. and then you have to avoid that and think around it um yeah, it's really good, like uh-huh. I really, really like it. Uh, we've only played it a couple of times, but I was just like, "Yep, this is the kind of game that like I'm going to buy my own copy, mm-hmm. and have to play anytime I have four people together to play like a quick game because it's super, super good." Yeah, so well, recommend. It. That's
0: called that's called Code
1: Names. Code Names. Like code it, name. it won like a thousand Game of the Year awards. Like it was like the it board game from last year.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh that's super resourceful. Like there's nothing to
1: that. No, yeah, you could print and do like a print and play version. Mm-hmm. You just need like a set of cards and then a set of like you know grids but it's it's really uh they keep the like it's cheap for a board game i think it's like 20 bucks or 25 dollars, which is really oh, cheap wow. for a non-scrabble board game um and they do that on, like it's so simple on purpose to keep the cost down mm-hmm. um, super super good though nice uh, yeah i'm i'm way into playing more code names at some point and then uh we have a weekly pandemic night now that i live with uh, the house boys so we've been playing pandemic legacy mm-hmm. um which is my first legacy board game and uh i don't I'm not the biggest fan of pandemic. Like I, I get it. It's, it's fun, but it's not great, but the legacy stuff makes a huge difference. It makes it a lot more fun. So
0: nice. Even if you're not interested in one particular game, you can get invested yeah, in the meta.
1: I'm interested in the meta. And like, there's lots of surprises. Like they add a lot of, you know, twists, and I just want to see, like, ultimately I want to play the entire campaign to see what happens. If you do the, you know, if you lose three games in a row, like open box eight, I, <laughs> like, oh, I gotta see what's inside box eight, man. Yeah. Like it's going to be something great.
0: <laughs> nice yeah. um it should be noted that the people in the slack channel are discussing how
1: gross milk and eggs are which <laughs> <laughs> I, Both suppose... them, I think are fine on on their own i can see what how they could be considered gross yeah well i mean if
0: you, if you describe them in uh in, in alien terms
1: i think i can get gross out by eating a scrambled egg but if i eat a fried egg i'm usually okay like, a, like a certain kind of fluffy, like, un, softness to an egg will kind of gross me out. But uh, like a an al dente egg will like, hmm. I'm okay with.
0: Yeah, no, just uh, like a, like a fluffy, fluffy egg. It's like little protein pillows.
1: Yeah, that, that's not my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, like protein pillows are not my favorite thing.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Let's see here. Uh, Chris writes, at what point do video games become retro? What's the cutoff point? Bah. Oh. Um, i've told the i've told the story about the about that kid who came up uh yeah
1: (laughs) about the kid who came up at uh prg right yeah yeah you should you should tell it again though (laughs) because it's a different medium and it's short this this 13 year old kid
0: comes up and he is you know he's he's got a real swagger to him and he's like oh what is this like oh well we're a retro games podcast like a book club blah 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 and uh and then he gets this little twinkle in his eye and he's like oh well well, what's what's retro? And we're like, well, you know, we we do everything from like ah like NES up to, you know, we've done some three sixty games and he with his thirteen liter with his thirteen year old horrible piece of shit human. He's on
1: <laughs> 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 well, three sixty isn't really retro now, is it? He, he's thirteen. Like I don't know if I call him a horrible piece of shit. Like there's <laughs> a lot of room to grow he's, up. No, he's a garbage human. Come on. I mean yeah. now. Like yeah. letting him know where he sits. He's got a lot of work to do be, being a person. He does have a lot of work to do. <laughs> um yeah it's pretty annoying like it is uh you know just because he was like letting us know it wasn't mm. even just like well i wouldn't call that retro it was like he was informing us yeah well. like, we hadn't considered it and and we were just like, oh shit you know like <laughs> that is the banner no. down. yeah that that is several years yeah less like that number <laughs> is smaller than than this number <laughs> um i think that like it's it's the it's like the kind of thing that's not necessarily for our purpose is not worth defining. No, because we're going to break that rule kind of like, if we made a rule, it would just to be, be broken. And some people don't like it. Like there are people who are just like, oh, I'm not just, just don't want to hear about new games. Like why, like, why are you doing Dishonored when you haven't done Zork, you know? And, yeah. and I get that. Um, but at the same time, like the show doesn't have an end date. We don't know when we're going to die. We're not going to run out of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. You know, So eventually we'll get to all that stuff. You know, and eventually that stuff will become retro when we could get to it. If we do it a little bit sooner, I don't think it, it feels arbitrary Yeah, to worry about it too much.
0: I'm trying to think, like, Dishonored might be the the newest game closest to the actual recording date. Like, it came out the most recently as of when we recorded it. But, like, I mean, that was part of our, like, watch out for a lens flare thing. And I don't think that invalidates yeah. the whole mission. Like, we're definitely more, more relaxed than the Retronauts are. I think their thing is, like, 10 years. But yeah. that's, like personal and our rule of thumb is like all right either five years for pc games or like last generation preferably last generation and also five years yeah you know
1: and also i mean they're because of the origins and then we talked about this a lot and like because of the origins of retronauts they are uh, because they used to be beholden to a bigger company um mm-hmm. there is this sense that uh i think they'll get more shit if they if they didn't follow those kind of rules
0: well, they're they're besmirching the honor of the name retro games, which are always perfect because they're nostalgia.
1: Yeah, like they have more of that audience that we don't have. Yeah, which is which is great. Like, and and I really like that that's not the case. And like, you know, and I'm not saying that they don't do this because they do. But to my mind, it is more like I'm more interested in having something cool to say about it or mm-hmm. to say about it than I am about it kind of fitting a definition. And they yeah. do that too. They don't do things they can't talk about. Um, right. And when they do, like I think that they they recognize it and it doesn't make for like the best episodes of retronauts when mm-hmm. it's like, it, it's like a obligation, you know? And that happens whenever they do anything that's like PC. Like they'll, <laughs> they'll call somebody out who kind of knows to talk about it. And then like, so <laughs> let's play of it. And then Jeremy will just kind of talk about, he can't get it to run on Mac. And then that's it. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. none of these definitions, like what each individual show, I don't think that determines what's retro.
1: I think the answer's in your heart. Yeah. Or the answer is, you know, it only kind of (laughs) matters. I like focusing on it because, um, like, there are lots of advantages to it. Like, it is, uh, there's a lot of information out about it. Mm -hmm. Like, it is nothing, uh, you know, is in that first blush where history hasn't settled on it. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's usually, like, postmortems, there's interviews. Um, It's also people have cooled down on it, like, which is a huge thing. Like, the the kind of rush to call everything the best thing ever when it pops out. Mm Mm-hmm. Know, uh is a little bit crazy. So like if we were just if we were a new game podcast, like maybe we would have done something like, you know, and the two examples that were like really lauded when they came out, but people really cooled down on them would be like Arkham Knight and uh Dragon Age Inquisition. Just then mm-hmm. I call those out because I played them. But like people yep. were going crazy for those. i Like, oh, this is the best game of the year. And then a couple months later, like, Wait a minute. No, mm-hmm. it wasn't. <laughs> um, you know, and like it just kind of happens collectively. Yeah. And I'm not like we're looking at things with like a a longer lens which i think is really nice
0: yeah yeah further away which is good definitely like imagine if we had done a grand theft auto 4 podcast in uh the fall of 2008 as opposed to now which i don't think we're ever gonna do
1: no Uh and when i think that the um what would have happened is that uh we would have came to the conclusion that i came to with gta Four from playing it through doing the podcast Mm -hmm. and then we would risk being the like everything you think is good we think is dumb podcast because like if we end up doing things like like the way that we approach games if if it's something i'm not going to like this is going to determine that or it's going to determine how i feel about it or make that come to light you know like we can't do the treatment that we do and have me come away from a game feeling ambivalent yeah i'll either figure out if i like it or not yeah um you know through that so like i don't really like gta4 i would have gotten to that point through doing the podcast you know but yeah. like it's so like there's not there's kind of it's kind of weird there isn't like a game club podcast that does exclusively like new triple a stuff
0: yeah even um like when we do bonus levels they're usually like a year or two old
1: yeah yeah i wonder whether why, the, why they, i wonder if that's like a hole in the market or if people would just avoid them because they would want to play them and it would feel like i don't want to make it yeah like no i don't want i'm like do you think i was suggesting that we do it no no like i'm just saying like if i'm projecting my own
0: sensibility on other people but like man playing a whole game and getting like any number of people to finish it at the same time like that'd be a production nightmare you know Yeah. like i'm just yeah. thinking about the logistics involved in that like can you imagine what life would be like in november
1: yeah that would be really hard yeah um yeah so i mean it's if some, such a thing existed like i would be interested in it existing um but it doesn't uh, it's not for me
0: for sure dr static raises a good point in the slack it would be too expensive for people to
1: play along that alienates audiences yeah yeah Yeah. even though like i think that there is that there's a segment where it's just like oh i'm way into this new thing why aren't more people talking about it or like i would listen to any amount of talk on it Mm -hmm. you know like if, if you're just like really into a game like that could be a thing yeah so hmm
0: Uh, let's see here. Bob writes in saying, Gary, have you played the Arkham Horror or Mansions of Madness board games? I really like Arkham Horror, but it's very long and complicated. I've only dabbled in MOM, uh, Mansions of Madness, so I uh, don't have a good feel for it.
1: Uh, I played Arkham Horror. I have Arkham Horror and like it. Um, I've only played a couple of games because it takes a really long time to set up. But uh, I think it's really good. Um, It is uh, a really fun and really tense kind of cooperative board game um have you ever have you ever seen this thing set up before cole i've seen pictures of it yeah it's just it's really complicated um so that's why i don't play it more um it's starting to feel like a bad investment because it's very expensive Mm -hmm. um, and i never get to play it so i guess that would answer that earlier question of like what board games do i wish i could play more because that would be one too um i should just i should see if i can get the house boys to do it one night and just do all the work for them and they'd probably play it with me yeah. Um, I've not played Mansions of Madness or Elder Sign. I played the cell phone port of Elder Sign a little bit, but not very much of the main main game.
0: Yeah, I've played that one, but it's uh it's hard to know the rules. Like for me, I'm just so dense that like board games, it really, really helps to have somebody who's played it before.
1: Yeah, for sure. And like I don't it's been so long since I played uh Arkham Horde that I couldn't act as that for anyone. Mm-hmm. It, I mean it's been three years since I've played it probably. Like Mm-hmm. It's been a very long time since I've I've even taken it out of the box, so yeah. I do like it. Mansions of Madness. I'm curious about, especially if it's a little bit of a breezier experience, um, which I understand it is a little bit, even though it also has its complication. But like that's that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, and one of the reasons why I like Cthulhu based uh, board games is because they tend to be cooperative, and like that's what I like in board games. Like I don't really like, like I mean, there are some games with some exceptions. I like mm-hmm. cooperative games.
0: Yeah, I remember when I was really young, um, I got for my birthday, this Goosebumps uh, board game that took a while to set up. But what it what it did was you would take the bottom out of the box and you would turn it around. And it would have like uh, sliders in it. You mm-hmm. have a piece that's moving around, and sometimes you would be next to a crypt, and then you had different different cards that had horrible things that happened to your characters, and you were all trying to get to the end and be the first one to the end, except different things would cause the crypts to kind of slide in one direction or another. And if you were in the wrong spots, it would open up holes, and your character would fall through and die, and you'd be out.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Like I yeah. like how it uses the box. Yeah, he uses the, the box
0: to really, like, to really play it. I need to see if I still have that because that is, uh, I imagine it's not fun to play, but it yeah. is
1: a cool little hard task. That's a like, old games like that. Like, I feel like game design, uh, as board game design has changed so much mm-hmm. that it's hard to get into, like, an old board game. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I bought this board game that TSR made called Chase uh that's just like this really convoluted kind of shitty game i just bought it for like the graphic design and stuff but Mm -hmm. even um you know uh, anytime i see like an old board game with like super cool components and start looking at the rules i I just think like oh this is before people kind of realized like a certain kind of elegance to board game rules and just like oh this is entirely too Mm chance-based or this is uh it's just like has a runaway winner problem or a really bad, like runaway loser problem or something like that. Like all these things that you can avoid or people take pains to avoid now, um, that they didn't then. So it's like board games age in a weird way. Like it is hard. A retro boards game board game podcast would not be very good. I think (laughs) where you would have to really search or you, I mean, it would be a good podcast, but you wouldn't be playing very many good games. Right.
0: Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Bob follows up with Cole. I hate to bust balls, but what Dark Souls bosses have you not beaten on your own yet? If I remember correctly, the list includes Manus, Dark Lurker, and Fume Knight. <laughs> that last one is one, favorite, is one of my favorite bosses in all of the Souls. You have to do it, man.
1: Shots fired.
0: <sighs> yeah, no, this is why I really take great pains to not admit when I haven't sold something, because I don't want people holding it over my head um i appreciate the question but i don't know like i don't have like a definitive uh, you know a definitive list like you probably know more more than i do or at least can remember it like i i straight up haven't beaten the smelter demon yeah just too hard like i just have too much trouble with it and you know if that revokes my soul's card i'm
1: sorry (laughs) yeah it's. It never bothers me because it obviously that'd be a silly thing to bother me. But the only time I can kind of relate to it or like get an inkling of that is when they're actually like super good bosses. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. But like I beat Maria. Like super good. Yeah, you beat Maria. Yeah. Like well, Maria's mandatory though. If you hadn't beat Maria, we couldn't have done the DLC. I know, no,
0: but I beat, but I beat Maria on my own. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. Without summoning her, right? You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, like somebody like uh, Fume Knight or, uh, um god like smelter i understand because is kind of shitty mm-hmm. like fume Knight and dark Lurker are both really good boss fights yeah. and it just sucks because dark souls 2 doesn't have as many good boss fights so missing out on two really good ones is kind of tough yeah.
0: but i still played them enough to know like i got yeah far. i got really yeah. far in them i know everything about yeah <laughs> how to beat them except for getting my dumb meat hands to do it
1: like yeah
0: you know it's not like i you know have an experience it. it's just kind of like oh i need this release valve so i can see more of the game yeah you know yeah Come on, man. Get off my balls. <laughs>
1: the, uh, <it's> all right.
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh, I can't give you a definitive list. Um, couldn't be worth oh, yeah, I
1: mean, it. What's that? I, I think those are it. Or is it by yourself? He said by yourself specifically, not just ones you haven't beaten. Oh, yeah. By myself. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a couple. I, I mean, I, there are ones I haven't beat by myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't beat Ludwig or uh, Lawrence mm-hmm. by myself. Um, and I've never done it. And like maybe I would give it another shot if it's easier to get to the DLC bosses. Yeah. Maybe um, maybe. Yeah. Maybe Everything else, I think I've soloed, mm-hmm. um, other than uh, Ivory King, which obviously, like, the point of that game, that fight is not to solo it. Yeah. But oh, and um, and Lud and and Zolg or whatever the the two kings' pets, like the double tiger fight. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, I I took somebody with me there, so um but yeah other than that i think i've soloed most of them i don't uh, i don't have that as big of a if it if he's talking about just bosses you just haven't beat at all like that's you know like i think that there's value in 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 beating them but if he's saying yeah. i haven't beat them solo it's not as big a deal to me
0: yeah no so solo is what he's talking about yeah
1: yeah i i, I renounce what i said i take it back
0: <laughs> um <laughs> let's see here uh sean writes are there any games from 2015 that flew under most people's radars uh but you would strongly recommend uh, may I tell you about a game called Undertale? Um, oh, we... <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck you. laughs> we, we we all know about the big name games uh, of right. the year, but I'm curious to know Here it if goes. There any. <laughs> What's that?
1: I'm taking my Undertale swig. <laughs> dad needs his medicine before he talks about undertale
0: no i'm not i'm not i'm not talking about undertale i was just making were you joking
1: about that or did he
0: was that in the question no no i was joking that was, oh, that okay. was totally an gotcha. aside oh
1: yeah. gosh, gotcha. okay
0: <laughs> but it's good that you got, got you to take that belt of whiskey yeah. <laughs> now i know the secret word yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know about the big name games of the year but i'm curious to know if there were ever any if there are any lesser known games that really resonated with both slash either you. And this is where I forget any and all games that came out in
1: 2015. It's hard for me to think of things I haven't talked about on stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. I, yeah. feel, like,
0: I feel like if we like something and really... Yeah, I'm on the record. Yeah, you're right. Like, either it's in the edge of an episode or I talk about it on the level. Um, and thus, I assume it's widely known. Um,
1: um, yeah. I, lo- I love the beginner's guide.
0: Like, I love oh, that game. Shit. Yeah. That's... Like, and,
1: and I didn't hear very many people talk about it. And a lot of the people who did talk about it didn't get it. Mm-hmm. That was so frustrating where it's, like, <laughs> because of the nature of, like, the more you can't really discuss it without spoilers. And then the fact that, like, uh, so many people were kind of fooled by it, which mm-hmm. is amazing to me, but happened. Like, professional people <laughs> who get paid a living to, to write and think about video games were fooled by it. <laughs> um, which is that's depressing, uh, but the fact that happened it's like it didn't get a lot of people talking about it right and that bums me out because that game is really beautiful and and heartbreaking in like a way that's very resonant to me
0: yeah uh, no that that fucking shattered me is what it yeah did.
1: it's yeah it's it's really like that worked on me in a in a really big bad way mm-hmm. um, I didn't hear a lot of people talk about it,
0: uh, yeah. yeah no, I definitely think that it, um it didn't land in a lot of podcasts because of uh because of spoiler aversion um and even, like, on Video Games Hot Dog, they didn't really spoil too much of it. Yeah. Um, and they were, like, one of the few podcasts I heard, like, oh, they all played it. And they all, you know, got a chance to weigh in on it. I still haven't listened to The Comrade about that because mm-hmm. of uh, I, haven't, I haven't played Dr. Lengascob or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd like to, you know, at least dip my toe in. I know that's not a huge commitment.
1: There's, there's so. no way to dip your toe in it. It's like dipping your toe into a thimble. Like, once <laughs> you dip your toe in it, it's done. Like, it is. It's 10 minutes minutes. Okay. Um it's the um the thing about the other thing about the beginner's guide and the errant signal video on this like pointed out really well. And if people out there, if I haven't done, you know, my my due diligence in converting people into being into Errant Signal on Mm -hmm. the podcast, like this is another chance to get on board with that because his beginner's guide video is really good. Um, But he talks about part of the conceit of that game is that it is kind of actively hostile to criticism Mm -hmm. and kind of undermines the idea. So I think that's part of the reason why not a lot of people talked about it either. Because there's a read of it that's kind of insulting to people who like think about games. Mm-hmm. Like it's a little bit antagonistic in the same way that like spec ops is antagonistic to people who like shooters. Yeah. This is kind of a condemning game to critics. And like, in a way, like it's like the anti lady in the water, You know, it's like <laughs> anti, like it's a really understandable and empathetic and like good attack on something that I do. And like in a way that made me think and, and feel and stuff as opposed to feeling cheap
0: yeah um i'll say this like i didn't play it in 2015 but the magic circle um, yeah. does does something really similar except it's not against people who think about video games but people who are fans of video games specifically
1: yeah uh, i really want to play that
0: yeah so. and the antagonistic relationship between kind of fans and creators um that unfortunately kind of comes up um yeah i would say both of those like they're you know one you know beginner's guide is a little bit more walking sim i'm not mm-hmm. using that in the pejorative but it's more of like you're walking around like there's more of a game to uh to the magic circle but i definitely think beginner's guide is more poignant um, the,
1: um yeah that was um mackey's big thing was like he he really hated the beginner's guide mm-hmm. and he, but he liked he's like everything the beginner's guide does the magic circle does better mm-hmm. i haven't played the magic circle yet but I, so i don't actually can't with old judgment but i've also talked to people who are like not you know who didn't have that take either yeah like and and if even if i end up really liking the magic circle like I ended up finding the Beginner's Guide really devastating anyway, and it'd be hard to take that away. Mm-hmm. Like, when people, I mean, again, not to turn it into Undertale, but, like, that's the game that I had the biggest emotional reaction. That and Soma. Like, I had the biggest emotional reactions to this year in the same way people are talking about how they can't hear, like, Undertale music without crying and stuff. Like, that's I had true. I had the that reaction to, like, Soma and Beginner's Guide were the games that, like, touched my heart this year. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, not for Soma, but uh, Beginner's Guide. Yeah. Definitely for me. Yeah yeah um so yeah definitely check those out they're you know inexpensive and worth every penny i think Uh, so yeah yeah uh brandon asks mash question colonel potter or colonel blake
1: (laughs) that's a question for cole
0: yeah (laughs) um here's my thing um i have not watched mash in order and so i I guess i never watched three's company in order i don't have as much of, of an opinion about this so yeah sorry to say
1: I was really paying attention. Weird slow-paced '70s comedies that I thought were really boring. <laughs> <laughs> I just like couldn't watch because I thought they were really boring. As a well, kid. I'll, pick a,
0: <laughs> I'll pick an episode of Mash at random because they're on Netflix. Like, and I'll put that on the background because it's good yeah. background having on. Yeah. Show. But uh, yeah. Sorry, to disappoint you, Brandon.
1: The main guy in Mash is hard to look at, right? The guy who plays the goofy crossdresser. Like, he's got a face that I think is kind of hard to look at
0: uh no i'm um, no uh, alan alda is not a uh he is not the car crossdresser
1: no, no i'm not talking about alan alda i'm talking yeah. about the guy who is the the crossdresser oh i, f- yeah.
0: I forget why am i forgetting this he's, uh, he kept on trying to get a, us uh, a section eight it wasn't bj bj died yeah. earlier um no it might have been bj it was trapper who died
1: he's got a real case of like 70s crinkle leather face like he oh, looks like yeah. a, he looks like a real like leather like a, like a a suntanned aunt's leathery boob, but as a face, um, like and I, I don't like looking at him.
0: Yeah, um, let's hear. Grab hammer as Dick York or Dick Sargent. Like we would never notice. Uh, yes. More of a Dick York guy.
1: Yeah. I sure. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, let's see here uh liam mccann what is the one band you don't want to reform for fear of messing up their current legacy
1: oh um like i mean there's different ways to do that right like it can be bands can reform and actually do something good mm-hmm. uh, and the bands can reform like i mean this is this I this is a cop-out answer because it's not a, a real most of the bands that i like there aren't very many of them most of them are broke up i would love to see reunite because i didn't see them i got into them late but uh, that Pixies reunion when they started making albums, that sure sucked. Um, yeah. The newest Pixies album is really bad. Um, so that that sucked, and I never would have thought that growing up, when I you know because I love the Pixies, but
0: yeah. Um, and a similar thing, I I haven't paid attention to it, but like, have has Pavement ever gotten back together? Not officially, they've done a couple shows. Yeah, yeah, that's one that I I don't want them to do another album
1: that would be so weird because the Stephen Malkmus has moved so far away from yeah. kind of yeah. even core values. Like mm-hmm. it would be hard for it not just to be like a, you know, um,
0: like, a, like a weird, I like know.
1: a weird Jix album, but with different, yeah. you know, but when, when GB guy, by voices got together with the main, you know, the same original lineup and everything that was really good. Um, so that's, you know, it, it can go both ways, I guess is my point. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the people I know who are broken up now are like bands I got into later, so yeah. it's like I would love to see them. Like I wouldn't if they got back together. It would mean they tour again, and I get to see them live.
0: Here's here's a weird uh, a weird one that I want to get your opinion on. What do you feel about um, like Big Star going away for thirty years and then coming back in the early two thousands?
1: Oh yeah, um, it wasn't. So, I didn't. I never listened to that Big Star album. I've only yeah. listened to the first three. Yeah, um, that new one is not supposed to be very good. Yeah. Um, but I was like, it's that guy. It's hard for me to divorce. Um, I think about that band from what i know about alex chilton because Mm -hmm. he had like this crazy sad life like didn't didn't he die um like mowing a lawn for pocket change and like you know in in the south somewhere like he was like he worked at a dishwasher and like you know this guy who wrote these like super amazing songs just Mm -hmm. wasn't able to make a living at it anymore and everything so i imagine that was so economically uh economics based that um it sads me out that like be mean about it even if the music was bad it's like i oh, want yeah, yeah. to make money writing songs and stuff because he's great yeah so
0: hmm uh, you know. all that i can see is that he that he passed away of a heart attack in uh 2010
1: yeah 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 i think it was i think it was mowing a lawn
0: oh man that
1: sucks is like and just and for like side money like he's just like is was destitute
0: yeah well now i feel bad for bringing a big
1: star no it doesn't it doesn't make you it, it's yeah. not bad it's just i think of that when they think of them like touring it's just like people shit on that record but it's like knowing what i know about that guy like just hard for me to be too mad at them
0: yeah um we have a we have a couple of people saying husker do as well
1: in yeah the i'm new i'm new to husker do like i i like husker do but i i have not uh, heard a lot of them so i don't know a lot of the history yeah it's a band i just got into like you know late 2015 mm-hmm. so
0: yeah now i'm gonna say pavement I think yeah
1: so. pavement's a good answer yeah
0: uh let's see i think that's that's all of the that's all of the priority questions um all right i don't
1: know let's really no. chill out on some low priority questions yeah. let's answer <laughs> yes. these
0: yes you, like. you pl- be. no yeah. no everybody is, yeah. these are people who are watching live and we really no, appreciate it yeah, no,
1: just, just just kidding
0: yeah no, we're just funning. um uh, i'm gonna do these by order that people have voted for them but uh jala asks um what is your fondest fondest memory from 2015 do you have an answer Cole? uh can i can i say like early november like when we did the ohio tour yeah like that's not particularly a moment but that just kind of like you know a a, in a sense is like on my home turf B like who the fuck's gonna come out to see us in you know the middle of nowhere midwest turns out a bunch of people and they're all gonna come to bars and be really nice and give us our zones um <laughs> I just but remember we were driving back from life. Columbus and you you said something like, Yeah, we, we we desperately need something bad to happen to keep us level. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a that was great. Yeah. Um that's probably my answer too. Like I don't uh because I mean it's a super shitty year. You know, yeah. like I uh you know slowly fell out of love and had all the consequences that are resultant of that.
0: Yeah. Um It was cool to see people come come out and support you with uh the Bonfire Side Cats
1: campaign. Yeah, that was really uh, and, uh gosh, fuck man. DuckStream, Yeah. DuckStream, And, uh, and souls of darkness. Mm-hmm. It was, it was this weird year of highs and lows. Like I was, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, being as happy as I've ever been and being as sad as I have ever been. Like it was, you know, uh, uh, like, like not sleeping for crying, you know, and then just, uh, having literal moments where it's like, Oh, I just like, I can't like somebody shoot me now because this is as happy as I've been, yeah. you know? So it is, uh, uh it's been a real it was a real uh centrifugal central yeah. you know like a year in a centrifuge
0: yeah Spec- um, specifically four months in a centrifuge
1: yeah the, <laughs> just like fall i mean and up until that point it was more oh, yeah. even but i was still dealing with like the lead up to the breakout stuff yeah which yeah. was just you know was the worst just like uh so um yeah the mm-hmm. um the Ohio, Ohio stuff is, is really good. Yeah, Ohio stuff is, is probably peak. Even though, like, I had a really good time on DuckStream.
0: Yeah,
1: um, that was really fun. And then do the actually at the uh, the Transacto event, that's always really nice. Like, mm-hmm. it is uh, it's embarrassing because I don't like being the center of attention, but it's also um, like it's nice to have see the difference.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and also to be called the future. And if these kids are any indication <laughs> what was yeah,
1: story yeah yeah it's like if you have, if you're worried about the future uh the you know the future of, of mankind and kids take a look at these guys and it was just like me and brayden and nick and like nick's like 26 or something like that like <laughs> the youngest person up there to be the future of and then brayden and i are both like in our mid-30s like well into our mid-30s <laughs> yeah. um so yeah
0: yeah, don't worry man. Your new your, your new stand's coming on Wednesday. Did you
1: see the thing it did like I barely touched it and it just like and it's it's so poised to immediately just be a hammer that just goes down on my crotch. <laughs> like if this this pop screen is just there to protect my crotch in addition it's a
0: perfect uh, killing machine.
1: It, it is. It is. It's like a heat seeking missile missile like it is. <laughs> if I if I bump this stand it just immediately wants to chunk 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 <laughs> through chunk to chunk heat <laughs> seeking missile, seeking missile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <people laughs> are still getting a new mic stand because this one uh, is dangerous.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm happy that your camera's working. That was a, that was yeah. a bit of a scare.
1: Yeah, that was not, not working. I hadn't had plugged in for a little while and I was just like, did something happen to it? But it's just been in a drawer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a, it has to do with more like USB, uh, USB things yeah. going out. I don't really know how to fix those.
0: No, forget. no. There's like, yeah anything on your motherboard is
1: just magic yeah usbs just go out sometimes yeah
0: no i've got one on my lap on my macbook that i don't think it's covered under warranty and that sucks
1: yeah it just it just doesn't work yeah. it's a bummer because you know we get new pcs they have more and more usb and it's like oh there's like more like 10 usb points that's great but <laughs> i think maybe like six of them work yeah so, like six
0: of them are rated for the kind of power that that kind of thing needs and yeah six of them, yeah and only half of those are usb3 like it's yeah. a real it's yep. a real shit show Different. um brian uh brian static writes in saying ratchet and clank yay or nay is that the new one is that the new? that's not an innuendo Are... is that the new title
1: no i think he was just asking whether you like it or not oh i like um up your arsenal that's uh fun. I think it just means the series like it, it's not called ratchet and clank yay or nay <laughs> yep. i can tell if you're making a goof
0: <laughs> like... no, i was making a goof. okay
1: the, um <laughs> it's like
0: you're dave foley me
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) definitely. Uh, I've never played any Ratchet and Clanks. Um, I know of them, but it's not like it's a genre I don't like that much. So I haven't, even though I've heard that they're good. And I'm curious about those. And then the other ones that are what's the other series that is something and something that. Jack and Daxter. Yeah. Jack and Daxter are the other ones. Um, Yeah, I haven't played them just because I don't like 3D platformers very much. Yeah. Um, But I've I've heard that Ratchet and Clank are good.
0: Um, Yeah, like Ratchet and Clank is more about like different weapons and like fighting big groups of enemies. Mm-hmm. um and then when they had ps4 they ended up going all blinks the time sweeper okay. I, and i only ever played the third one and that was that was fun
1: what does uh what is jackson Daxter about then?
0: uh jack <laughs> well there's uh the main character for mortal Kombat with the metal arms okay um no no it's uh yeah that one's more akin to like a like a regular 3d platformer like it's uh like what it is, is it the follow-up kind of like- to spyro
1: i think oh gosh, gotcha. so yeah like collecting shit
0: yeah I- i'm getting insomniac and naughty dog mixed up i think but yeah one of okay. those led into the other gotcha yeah but yeah it's running around collecting stuff like two introduced a bunch of like open world kind of stuff and also like vehicle things um and then three i think was a bit more of a turn to form dennis would be the person i talk about because he like straight up uh wrote like jack and daxter fan fiction when he was in high school so holy shit <laughs> i know and he admits to this freely so i i'm not blowing up his spot
1: <laughs> oh <Moe zowie. laughs> yeah. he's
0: um yeah no yeah. they're fine i don't know if that would hold up if i played them again but they were good in their time
1: yeah they, they don't uh, yeah it just doesn't seem like there's just too much stuff to play to, to mm-hmm. take a chance on one of those for me at least um maybe like a few years if it, if it comes up as like a show thing like somebody's like hey do it you know for the show or like it's a patreon reward or a kickstarter award or something like that i mm-hmm. mean playing it for work i would play it yeah. but it's yeah. hard for me to imagine picking it up
0: yeah. Uh Double Cakes corrected me. Crash Bandicoot led to Jack and Daxter and so Spyro right. led to Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Where does Sly
0: Cooper and the Thieves Raccoonus fit in?
1: Uh I don't know. Um <laughs> I played I played the first one of those. Yeah and I thought it was pretty, but like it's it's a it's uh when you get caught you just die, self game, yeah. which is like the worst end of the spectrum. Like just game over when you get when a spotlight hits you. Yeah, um, that's the worst. Mm-hmm. Um I remember having fun with like one of the Spyro games um like i don't i don't think it would stand up now but like i mm-hmm. remember playing a couple Spyro games and be like this is cute and and fine yeah
0: i played the first one like right when it was like really age appropriate i was like 11 years old
1: yeah um and i'd hit yeah yeah he's probably like it's it's, it's reasonably cute and fine
0: yeah um and dr zadick says sly cooper came from rocket robot on Wheels. And then he says, "I'm not joking." <laughs> I don't know what Rocket, Robot on Wheels is. That's a N64 game, I think.
1: No, oh. yeah, I, I think I might be. I'm kind of too old for this shit because, like, when I was playing bad platformers, they were on 16-bit. Yeah, so like the kind of like second-string platformer stuff, mm-hmm. um, I didn't spend a lot of time with.
0: Yeah, and we go into this uh, kind of difference at length on the Mega Man Legends episode, so we don't have to recover yeah. that. No. Yeah,
1: but I think that I think that's definitely at work. So it's like I just didn't have a chance like this wasn't my thing um like i played arrow the acrobat and like you know harley humongous and stuff like those are my shitty yeah. performers that's
0: weird because i played those too yeah like i played i rented arrow the acrobat because look looked look like sonic
1: yeah yeah
0: i don't know what happened to my voice there where i just repeated look five times but yeah. okay <laughs> Um, Greg writes in, this is a question for Cole. Sorry, Gary. I've heard some great stories from friends and family who have worked at game stores, uh, and they always have the craziest stories. From your time working at GameStop, uh, tell us one of your best stories from working there. So most of these stories, because I worked there for eight years, um, are just kind of, they've boiled down into just low-lying, simmering frustrations and trends that I spotted. Like, golf kids don't know how to move. Mm -hmm. like usually it was the it was like the 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 neighborhood goths who would walk in and just plant in an aisle or like plop down and read strategy guides um all the people trying to turn in obviously uh stolen goods that we couldn't turn away um any number of people asking for mario on playstation 2 like all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff like it doesn't really bear out there are a number of times where people were kids threw up or shit on the floor
1: it's a fun story i know right it's a real Um, goof (laughs)
0: <laughs> um there was the time oh gosh this kid uh, it was right around the time the ds first came out um where he uh brought in the necessary tools to remove the the demo unit ds from the wall It was like bolted onto there. Like I, I I assembled it. Like I knew how like crazy it was. Like had you like had like star bolts and stuff like that. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. And this kid, like he didn't just rip it off the wall. Like he disassembled it and then like did this over the course of what had to be a whole evening as we were walking around and doing LPIs. You know, you you know know what LPIs are, right? Loss prevention. Yeah, loss prevention eyes. Where you go around and make eye contact with people so they know you see them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's 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 cool. Was it no, before it was the DS came out, or he just want one? What was it before the DS came out? Was like he going to be the first person to add a DS, or or was it like? It it was either before or like right after it came
0: out. Like the thing inside of it was the Mario sixty four port. Okay. It's yeah. Just... So so yeah, we put out you know the police report, but nothing. But like you know, I couldn't be mad. Like a, it wasn't really like on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, if I could have stopped them, I would. You saw me walking around, but like. Yeah kid was determined and he wanted that thing yeah. yeah yeah sorry it's not like a good story like i don't have any you know all the all of, like the good stories like the stuff that made me feel good was like where i could use my knowledge of the product to help people you know but that's just make a good story though the, yeah
1: yeah that, that's like good in the sense of like alignment good not good yeah. as in like that was a good movie good yeah yeah, yeah. um I don't yeah no
0: it sucked. It's the worst It's the worst thing I did for eight years.
1: I, I tried to, when they opened up in my town, I really thought it would be great and tried to get a job there, but I didn't get hired. And then, like, in retrospect, it was a really good thing. Mm-hmm. So I got other jobs instead that were good. <laughs> Not that, I mean, they or they were bad, but they weren't. Uh, I didn't have to, like, sh- like, hustle. Like, I just don't want to try to upsell anyone on anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, no, I, that was terrible.
1: Yeah, like, that's a, uh, if I can not have my life turn into where I ever have to do that. Like I never want to do that for a job again. There are lots of things I don't want to do for a job again, if I can avoid it, but Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's a deal breaker. Uh, So that's
0: one of those things, right? Because most of the people that I worked with back in my days, they still work for the company. Um, And Mm -hmm. I'll go in, you know, just cause like Amazon has sales tax in my state. So I might as well just go pick it up, you know, same day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll talk with them and catch up and everything. And my understanding is they, they don't uh they don't really push the pre-orders of the subs anymore or the subscriptions like it's that that, that ceased to be a metric for them okay so like all the people would be like hey do you want to pre-order the new fuckity fuck four or yeah. you know do you want to subscribe to this magazine that's going out of print um and that was because they had people breathing down their neck which just oh, isn't yeah. the case anymore Yeah,
1: I don't. I I never blame the person for doing that stuff. Oh, no, no. But like, it it sucks for them, too. It sucks. It totally sucks for them. It sucks worse for them. And I always try to, like, when I need to shut somebody down when they're doing that, I try to be sympathetic. Oh, yeah.
0: Like, you know, about it. I totally, I totally know, man. But I'm sorry. I just don't need it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I get it. You know, but it's, it's a, at the same time, like, I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Like, being sold something is one of the worst feelings, I think. Um, and maybe that's part of like why I react so negatively to advertising, but like mm-hmm. just being sold something is just really gross. Like I went to that, uh, retro gaming expo swap meet thing and, uh, uh, it was really great. But like, there were a couple booths where they just didn't put prices on things because I could tell, like, let's bargain, you know, like I want to start a conversation with you so I can like get you into this and, and see mm-hmm. if I can sell you on it. And like, I'm just going to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's always going to lose me. <laughs> As a customer, Like, I just don't, uh, not interested in that. Yeah. Like, I will, I will yeah. walk up to you and talk
0: to you and start the conversation. Like, Hey, I want to get X, Y, and Z. Oh, I hear that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I played it when I was so-and-so and oh, yeah, yeah. all that. Like, it's not a social anxiety. Thing.
1: No, it has nothing to do with like just being averse of this common thing we have in common. Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be sold shit. Yeah. Like, it's just, and like, I'm not even so averse. Like I'll bargain sometimes with someone else. Like, ah, oh, you know, would you do this? Mm-hmm. But it's not like, I don't want to start with that. Like, it's just like uh, something about that uh, expo that was really interesting was like, as opposed to the one in October, which is a cultural event, it's like a culture, like a subculture thing. This one is purely mercantile. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, because of that, it's like, there's a kind of a negative energy to it. Like the people who there are like on missions, and they're kind of grumpy.
0: The people, the, the other
1: customers. Yeah. And, and the, and the merchants. Mm-hmm. Like there's a kind of a grumpiness to it. Like people are, I think just a, a day of being antagonistic with people and just kind of like struggling to to hold on to your money mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of both ways made people kind of like, it's just kind of a dour energy. I ran into um, Leland uh, there, who is somebody who we run, in, he lives in Portland. So we run into him every year when we mm-hmm. do the expo. And uh, he was talking about it too. Like we, it wasn't just my imagination. Like he picked up on it as well, where it's just like, yeah, people are kind of in a bad mood while they're at this, like, supposedly like super fun thing you know yeah. <laughs> you're surrounded by video games be happy yeah and people who like video games and stuff but people just like like hey i'm trying to get this game i won't accept this price you know this guy over here this asshole won't sell it for that much and everything like it's just this kind of weird it's just it's there's a weird negative energy to it even though like uh somebody at it did make um these which i tweeted about um i don't know if those will <laughs> come to but these uh, set of Final Fantasy Tic Tacs, um, <laughs> so I was like, that, "That that joke is worth worth a buck." <laughs> like, I'll buy a set of Final Fantasy Tic Tacs. Um, yeah, that's
0: pretty good.
1: I was I was pretty into it. So there were a couple of people who were like, "You know, cool." And then the guy who I bought my uh, Kingsfield Two strategy guide from uh, threw in a copy of this weird promotional Bucky O'Hare comic because he had a big stack of them. <laughs> um, so the uh, yeah, it was. It was like there were some people who were nice, but some people were just like the energy was not. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. Check the check this out. This is the other find I got. Uh, move it down a little bit for me. Look at that collection of fonts and like graphic design. The target with the, the best
0: adventure and role playing
1: games. The the rainbow word art publisher like.
0: Thing. Oh, yeah doing the doing the arc
1: on the on the kerning <laughs> um i haven't i haven't tried it yet but there's a cool demo disc in here that has a bunch of like weird old games so into that if i can get it to work but yeah that's pretty sweet, mm-hmm. pretty
0: sweet slack has a joke uh, that they admit to not making but uh, relaying to us which i appreciate final fantasy tic-tacs they cure bad bracelet
1: <laughs> that's very funny <laughs> i'll take <Yeah>. it <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah uh let's see here oh uh sean is asking for eric uh via proxy here what's the genesis slash origin story for exquisite suffering and the Duckfeed slack um so exquisite suffering that is just a name for the premium show uh the real origin was i forget who it was uh it was somebody on twitter who uh said man abject suffrage should be a thing Oh, yeah. Joke, like, oh, here's some wordplay. And that was right around the time we were redesigning the Patreon. um, And we were looking at doing premium audio content kind of stuff. And I pitched it over to you. I was like, hey, what would you think if we had people vote on it? And that's literally the only origin there is, I think.
1: Yeah, it's it's easy. It's hard to find um, things to do for the Patreon that we can because we want to make sure everyone feels like they have a good value for the money, but also things we can reasonably do because we're so busy doing other stuff. Um, like just with all the games that we end up playing for stuff, I was thinking about, uh, I finished school and I was like, why do I not feel that much less busy? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's because, oh, well, it's because I'm, you know, playing games and researching games and recording and editing a lot. So it's still, you know, a big part of my life. Um, so it's nice to do something like that where like doing an extra abject ciphering a month is mm-hmm. easy. Uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: and people seem to like it, which is yeah, good. Yeah, same
1: thing with the Slack, which is, like, an easy thing. I didn't, hadn't heard of Slack, but I know that you, you had had a history with it. You used it at work.
0: Yeah, so. we like. so over the course of, like, two weeks, I had gotten on, like, four different Slacks, either either for work or, uh, or for, um, you know, just friend groups and things like that. I was like, well, this is something that would be easy to at least open up, and I had worries that it would be um, a moderation nightmare, but it's totally not.
1: No, it's, yeah, it's really great. Yeah.
0: I just heard about it on podcasts. Everybody that I knew was adopting it. And I was like, let's see if we can take this and make it a reward.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Into it. So, yeah, I don't think there's, there's that much. And it's also just like a low effort thing as far as moderation or upkeep. Yeah. Um, so we can, if we can find things that are good, but don't take us tons of extra time that we don't have, those are always going to kind of win out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep.
0: Uh let's see here. Uh Brian writes in asking, what's your favorite WAF game that you uh probably wouldn't have played otherwise if you didn't do oh, it for the show? Um, I'll say this, Planescape. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'd given it a shot beforehand um before we did it for the show. But like the show just does a really good job at making me get over those uh
1: the, hum, those, yeah, uh, the initial those humps. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. And then like my standard answer is always uh, Silent Hill too because mm-hmm. that's the uh yeah, i played the first one when i was younger but i just kind of thought it was like a slower kind of worse resident evil it was before i could really appreciate it um and now i'm like way into it so and i'm looking forward to playing more the only reason why i haven't done more with the series is on the chance we do them for the show right um so um and then there's like this is this is a game i played before but i'm really glad that the show gave me a chance to play it with like the eye for the show which is uh, shadow of the colossus which i really loved before mm-hmm. but it wasn't like it didn't make it up into like masterpiece class for me up until we did it for the show right I was playing it and really thinking about it and being like oh this is so good like this isn't just regular good this is so good yeah um so it didn't it wasn't like i hadn't played it but i'm looking forward to doing more stuff and i say this every time we do a live stream but like more stuff that we haven't played or that i haven't played yep. like it's a fun it's like a because it's fun to to stumble upon shit like last winter, I feel like we had a lot of that in a row because we were doing. Uh, was it last winter we were doing the? Um, no, I guess a winter before that we were doing a lot of the Kickstarter awards. So when we yeah. did Heroes of Might Magic two and uh, Mutu and Star Control and stuff like that, so it was like three games like we didn't have tons of experience with, and were really great. Yeah. You know? um, so I like that idea of <laughs> getting into some more stuff that we don't know yeah. already yeah i
0: agree um back on the shadow shadow of the colossus point here's something else that happens there there are different contexts that you play games in or that that i've that i've played games in in the past that it's interesting to play them you know kind of like solitary and on a mission too Mm -hmm. um so like when i played shadow of the colossus i think i talked about it on the episode but you know we were in the dorms um me uh ben dennis and david actually all the all the level people and we were like playing past the controller um Mm -hmm. And it's fun to play those things in like a group perspective, like it was just couch co-op. Um, but um, you know, it's not P- playing it by myself really kind of underlined how desperate and lonely that game is um, in a way yeah. that like filling the filling the downtime with conversation doesn't let you kind of experience.
1: Yeah, yeah. In some ways, it's like the ideal way. And it's also when people ask why we I don't like do more let's plays or stream more. That's part of it right. is that like one is cause it's boring. Cause I'm like taking notes and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the other part is like, sometimes that kind of isolation is really important. Like, um, you know, we're playing uh shadow tower now and mm-hmm. that game, if I was streaming it um, or doing a let's play, I wouldn't feel alone when I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would feel shitty
0: Yeah. or
1: not as good. Like it wouldn't feel as intentionally good. Yeah. Um,
0: I also in streaming, I get, I get performance anxiety. Um, yeah. I would like to, like, if, if, you know, if I did this for a living, it would be like, all right, I'm going to play this game, and then I'm going to play it again on a stream and, like, feel like I have something to say during it.
1: Yeah, and that would be a cool future if that ever happened and we just, like, time worked out and we, you know, who knows how the network will evolve. But if the network grows enough to make more money from it to where we can take more time to do things like that, it would be kind of a neat way to do it, you know, have that be a part of it you know, where you play it. And then if it's not super hard, like replay it and kind of, uh, do things like that. Yeah. Now Slack is blowing up with people, uh, putting torment on blast. So I should probably <laughs> address that. Um, <laughs> but it's,
0: do you, have it's a, do you have a keyword set up where you get a bloop every time somebody mentions "Torment." It's
1: it's a pre-programmed kill phrase. Uh, anytime <laughs> someone says torment or the Putin machine, uh, that's it for me. Um, <laughs> the, uh, it's, it's, I'm not actually putting anybody on blast. I'm just kidding. But like, it is, uh, like, there's like those games just work for me. And we. Uh, this is another thing we just ended up talking about in Mega Man Legends, where, like, it's just hard for me to uh, to feel like they're that difficult. Um, and I'm sure it has to do with when I got into it. Like, it was like I got into those games, like, in my late teens, early 20s, a time I had a lot of patience and free time, to where now, though, when a game takes after them, like, I just instantly get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's sitting down, like, to play all the kind of spiritual successors now that we're in like infinity engine 2.0 uh, <laughs> with wasteland 2 and uh, divinity and uh pillars of eternity like i just get it. It, it you know if i'm looking down at little pieces on a board and i have to move them around like it just mm. i can approach a game that way and it just makes sense yep. and the um one of the things that i like about it and i think this is a turn off for people and it's going to sound like there is a, uh, a qualitative aspect to this and i swear there's not i'm not this is not a brag uh there's a complexity that i really like about that and it's one of the reasons why i love darkest dungeon so much is that uh it matters where my guys are like more things matter when i'm playing that game and that's a level of fiddliness i can get into Mm -hmm. whereas there are certain like there are games where there's a level of like i don't haven't done anything with like troop management metal Gear solid five or like managing my teams that's a level of fiddliness i don't like but this is like where my guys are when they're fighting is a level of fiddliness i really love Mm -hmm. um so like it just works for me i can't i I wouldn't i'm not putting anybody on blast again for not having that built in but i'm really happy that i do because it's i get a lot of joy out of it Mm -hmm. and now that this is coming back i feel like probably the same way people feel like during the like and the way i felt too but like you know during the adventure game renaissance if people were just like way into adventure games and they're just like these make sense to me and -hmm. all of a sudden they're back um and that just feels great like i feel like that right now like oh people are making your under rails and your you know your your wasteland twos and stuff like and there's a new, a new divinity original sin sequel coming out and stuff like for the foreseeable future i will get these crunchy ass like crpg hmm. overhead games i think and that's yeah. awesome way into it
0: yeah i'm waiting for uh like late 90s survival horror to come back that would be great that'll be me that'll yeah, be, I would, you know, I would
1: be i'm way into that too yeah
0: uh, let's see, are kind of related to that. This feels like a question we've answered before, but after um, Fallout 3, um, it makes sense to hit it again at least briefly. Stuart writes, Uh, what are the most important factors that make a good Fallout game?
1: Ooh. um, I i actually, uh, no, my cat just knocked over his pallet of cat food. Um, I was trying to get his attention so he'd look in the camera. <laughs> um, the um. Yeah, I'm, I pitched like an essay, and I don't know if it'll get picked up for a thing. That I would like, because I would like to write about that, and, but have it get paid to write out about it. Um, charting uh, the quality and kind of moral complexity of Fallout by examining uh, the Brotherhood of Steel represented in each entry, mm-hmm. because they're so different and they each one kind of reflects on the main game. Would um, be really really cool to, to get a chance to write that up. Um, to me, uh, it is uh, the most important thing is like player choice um, and being able to solve problems in ways that are respective of that player choice um that's something we talked a lot about with deus ex and we talked about it in bloodlines but fallout uh the earlier fallouts and and new vegas fulfill on the promise of bloodlines where like yes you can build your character anyway and yes you can solve problems in those ways yeah like bloodlines you know you can play a talky character up until the end in which you're kind of fucked uh fallout was some of the few games i feel like do that perfectly like you can play whatever character you want and get through the game yeah. um so it ends up being this kind of like respect for the like how you want to tackle a problem that you don't see very often and that's something i associate with the series uh that disappeared uh in three and to a lesser extent four like four doesn't do a great job of that but it does okay yeah.
0: i don't know how do you reconcile that with like the end of fallout 2 like with the enclave base or with the uh um the tanker that it's full of like all the, the, the uh... yeah yeah like all of those like no matter how talky it was i couldn't get around those
1: you can you can get I mean, I'm not. This is not me get good you. I'll never get good you. Um, but you, it's possible to do. <laughs> um, it's the 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 origins of it as a tabletop game. Like some of it is reliant on die rolls. Um, mm-hmm. It also depends on how willing you are to ditch your team. Because um, you can go through almost all of the tanker, uh, not the tanker, but all of the Enclave base in power armor if you go by yourself. <laughs> if you wear Enclave power armor, no one will recognize you, mm-hmm. and you can get really deep into it. The tanker where they send you down to actually just go fight the monsters. No. For no good reason, like I think that's probably just kind of a shitty thing. You can stealth through it if you're playing a stealth character. You can't talk your way through it. Yeah. Um, but if you, even if you're not playing a stealth character, you probably have a couple stealth boys if you've been holding on to them for too good to use sh- syndrome, and can get through that way. Yeah. So like that's that's probably one of the closest time in two that they come to fucking that up. Um, but it's still there's still more ways around it than there are a lot of games, especially near the end for saying so late. Yeah, there's a really good um, game design YouTube channel called uh, Game Dev Box or something like that, um, and they did a, a case study of New Vegas where they took one quest and showed how you can com- would complete it with five different character builds. Oh wow. and it's great. Uh, it's the quest, um, the cannibal, like the White Glove Society. Yeah, yeah. In Vegas, and like that is so like it just like I was like, oh wait, no, that is why this is one of the best in the end series. Like, I forgot that you can do this like so many different ways. Mm -hmm. um and they they just show you what each character emphasized and how they got through it yeah um so that that ends up being the important part to me um yeah okay uh
0: let's see here it's funny that mike is asking this because of the sketch that's coming up on uh, Mega Man legends uh but uh mike asks uh what games are currently sealed inside the break glass and case of emergency box for WAF? also cole what you drink it I'll give you the, the short version or the, the, the answer to the easy question. I'm drinking some Rheingeist pure fury. This is a hoppy pale ale, which actually means that it is less hoppy than Rheingeist other stuff because usually they make IPAs. Um, and yeah, it's very tasty. Also, I love their logo. Take a look at that.
1: Yeah.
0: That's a kind of thing. Yeah. Um, also a Mason jar of water, you know, to stay hydrated and to keep my voice nice and good. Um, yeah. So, break glass in case of emergency. Like usually, we get those suggestions. They come through. We joke about them on the show. Um, we even do them for like the comic book silver cover or foil cover um, numbers. But like, we had a list of them on that sketch.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like there weren't a lot of them that we didn't mention in the sketch. Mm-hmm. I think that we're kind of running low on them. Oh yeah. Like what? What else is there that we don't? So the ones we talk about, and this doesn't spoil a sketch because no, the, no. the list is not the important part of it. But like. You know, Mario sixty four, Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger is probably the biggest one I think that would do the most. Yep. Um, a handful of Final Fantasies, like the rest of the beloved Final Fantasies. Um, so probably you know four amongst most principally um, mm-hmm. would get a lot of attention. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, we talk about Baldur's Gate in that, which would be like would be big with a certain contingent. Yeah. You know, but doesn't have that kind of console like nostalgia.
0: Yeah, that that console huge, and said like it's a, the, the the share the shared gamer heritage. Yeah, I say that with my tongue firmly in my cheek. Uh, but uh,
1: Mario three, like there's not there's not that many though.
0: Yeah, most of them are most of them are Nintendo. I think that like we could pull the trigger on Majora's Mask anytime, um, but like
1: or Ocarina of Time would be huge. Yeah, but I, I mean I I would you guys don't want me to do Ocarina of Time? Like, I don't like it it's it's good, but I don't like. I would much rather do Majora's Mask. Um, Me too. And I would, I would, and actually, before Majora's Mask, I'd probably, or as much, I'd rather do Link's Awakening. So, mm-hmm. like, I like both those games a lot better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just yeah, there's not that many. That would mm-hmm. have a huge effect. Like we're we're running low on on those games. We got one coming up for our next like big round anniversary that is not one that people I think think about, but I think will be big.
0: Yeah, it's also uh, not a game people realize is
1: old. Yeah. Yep. So uh, you guys can start guessing about that, but it's uh, <laughs> yeah. It running might not just three. be one game. Yeah, it might be three, it might be <laughs> four. Um, running out of break glass of in case of emergency. I feel like World of Warcraft should would be in there. Like people yeah. have requested that a lot in a weird way. That like, here's a thing that you'll never be able to experience actually experience the real version of. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, you know, we just
0: need to wait for them to put out that like retro server, like they did for EverQuest, that I sent you to for the anniversary
1: episode. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like i would be interested to talk about mmos and why but it would be like a lot of like why i don't really like them again the like too. i'm not trying to be a dickhead but some of the things that like will people request it's like i don't know if you want that because i don't don't like that thing i'm gonna talk about it and i like to think that i'm respectful about that but um yeah. you know it, it does hurt some like no matter how much i try not to i think i probably does hurt some people's feelings
0: yeah well and also like i don't think we would be able to do it justice because like I'm, I'm gonna say this and it sounds like i'm making fun of these people but i'm totally not um for a lot of those games the, they don't really begin until you get to the end game
1: yeah for sure you like know? we wouldn't be able we wouldn't do the real version of it we would do this like the version word yeah. chronologically
0: yeah we, we would do the version that has the story not the one that that is actually like satisfying to play or the one yeah. that is satisfying to like build toward you know
1: yeah or and actually really are stakes We're doing something similar to that that is on the docket, but it's more of a gray area. Yeah. But it's something that we're going to do the version we can do on the show, even though there's this other version that we're not going to spend very much, you know, we're not going to talk about. Um, Soulblazer in the chat talked about XCOM. Like, I like XCOM, and I would love to do an XCOM game uh, to do uh, the first one, actually, for the show at some point. Um, Mm -hmm. That would be really cool. Yep. So I I imagine us doing XCOM at some point. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, let's see. Our crab hammer asks what this gizmo is. It is an Allen ranch for assembling furniture. Allen ranch, Allen ranch not Allen ranch. Did you, Okay. <laughs> is that
1: like your, your uh, homebrew discredited salad dressing? Because <laughs> like <those> you have? <laughs> it's Allen's ranch, you know. Okay. <laughs> On a
0: hidden Valley. You know, because I, because I cannot ever stop fidgeting. Um,
1: I'm playing with the platinum chip from New Vegas because we were talking about. i was playing with that
0: i've that in my kitchen for flipping when i'm uh when i'm cooking stuff yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah i'm sure like so i i've uh uh because i'm always in the in the in the uh uh, mode of refreshing stuff on the back end i'm playing around with new database stuff to keep track of the uh the suggestions Mm -hmm. and so i'm sure that when i ultimately bring that to you like hey here's what people are suggesting we're gonna we're gonna get like a new crop of them that we're just not thinking of but yeah yeah
1: yeah which is good yeah so we just had to find the balance between those things and then things that we don't really have experience with yep i'm thirsty for like for another Mutu kind of thing like another really cool thing that is i don't know very much and like creating a little bit of that with shadow tower just because mm-hmm. it's been a long i haven't played a lot of those games it's been a long time this one's a little bit different than yeah. the so city, is the first psx one that i've, got, I've done in yeah Fireboy. and i and i played Kingsfield when i was 17 so it's like it's been a very long time since i played uh one of them so this has a little bit of that feeling of like oh okay you know Mm -hmm. and that's that's a really good feeling
0: yeah um and then i think the final question which times out great uh an hour and a half uh sean sean
1: franson asks hey guys i'm growing my hair out any advice oh um no i don't uh, i don't pay very much attention to grooming (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this may come as a surprise. Uh, I just kind of part it on the left and get it cut every once in a while. So I don't, I don't do a lot of styling or anything. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. unfortunately, I don't. It, I mean, you have uh, Sean has like curly hair, so I think it will look cool, kind of no matter what he does, right? Because um, it'll have body to it. Um,
0: yeah. Um. I was I was going to bring that up too. Everybody's hair is different. Um. What I, my my two uh, uh kind of answers are uh wash it less than you think you need to but when you do just like really get in there and when i say wash i mean with shampoo shampoo less than you think you need to but when you do really get in there otherwise your scalp is going to turn to garbage um mm. uh otherwise just rinse it with hair or rinse it with uh more hair with every smaller day. hair yep <laughs> go
1: to a and rub your head on the floor like a three stooges <laughs> until uh um,
0: yeah. <laughs> no i mean r- rinse it with water every day very thoroughly um and uh the second one get used to combing it in a different way because uh i used to, i used to comb this like it like i did when i was shorter and i looked like a uh like a twice baked asshole hmm. um and uh no like get g- get used to the gravity doing more of the work for you than you think it's going to like this i just comb it straight back and the gravity <laughs> brings it down like this
1: if you're going to get into a, a less rigorous hair washing routine, you have to get past the, uh, the hump of like your hair gets used to that. So mm-hmm. now when, like every once in a while, I know that hair looks better if you wash it every other day or, or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still wash it every time I shower because otherwise it gets really greasy. Yep. Cause I, you know, I, and I haven't had like, I like now would be the time to do it because I don't care how greasy I am <laughs> since I work from home a lot of the time. Um, but, uh, and I, and I, I'm a shut in, but if, if, uh, getting past that hump of like getting your body used to, it's like when people cut down on deodorant, Yeah. like, yes, you can do that, but you have to, uh, get past the, like, you have to get your body used to it. Yeah. Steve, have you ever had any experience with that dry shampoo? Oh, like a crystal thing? No. That's like, powdered. It's like a powder that like makes your hair feel, it like, gives it the, the feels clean, but it's not necessarily any cleaner. Um, mm-hmm. the the lady i'm seeing uses that stuff and and i was uh thinking about getting some of that to get me over that Mm -hmm. that period where it's like if my because like right now i I haven't taken a shower today i took a shower yesterday and it just feels kind of gross to me (laughs) Uh, and part of that's probably because i just have like limp noodle hair but Mm -hmm. uh i couldn't like like next time i shower i'm gonna wash it because it just feels gross to me and i also don't want my scalp to be a nightmare i get those little like terrible scalp pimples yeah i hate those yeah it's gross I don't turn this into pimple chat, but like, <laughs> gross. I don't like it. Yeah.
0: No, no, no. like I, it, it's to the point where when I give it that that nice thorough shampoo on a Saturday morning, always a Saturday morning, Um it's You wash your hair once a week. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Um, when I do that, it stands straight up. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like it's 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 dry. It's like uh, just completely denuded of anything that would keep it like held down and still. So it just static mess
1: does it get like i mean this is i'm not asking this to prove a point i'm just le- mm-hmm. legitimately asking how the other half lives like on friday is it like unpleasant to the touch nope no huh no i wonder how that works
0: <laughs> well everybody's body chemistry is different too yeah like that's that could be a thing i just i discovered that was that was the pro that was the right way to do it
1: okay because um, it's not, it's not that like we're uh and this is something i am too so again i'm not judging you based on this we're both this but like you sweat like i've seen you sweat yep. it just doesn't just doesn't affect your hair or do you yeah. not sweat from your head or <laughs> I <don't know>. like, <laughs> like i teach you, well, I, rinse with water like, what? I rinse it out with water
0: every day okay i take a shower every day like okay. sometimes twice a day like when i exercise and stuff like okay. it's pretty much always like i will cool myself off especially during the summertime by like you know rinsing it yeah out
1: the, and... the water will do it
0: yeah okay. the water does it doesn't okay. doesn't smell i mean like doesn't smell anything i've asked people yeah like, i was getting into snuff,
1: this like i sniffed my hair hey can you, can you just see sniff my hair a little bit for me please nah. yeah does it smell like bad hair <laughs> yeah, it's interesting i've never gotten to to that point and just yeah. uh i'm i'm lucky that my i haven't had too many negative effects from just like what would largely be considered be overwashing it
0: yeah um well, i got there by stepping it down i did like monday wednesday friday and then every wednesday saturday and then just saturday so yeah I mean, it's not like that is like a, I'm not like an extreme couponer trying to, trying to save money on shampoo. No, like,
1: I know why you do it. You just said why you do it. Like, <laughs> we know, it's been well established, Cole. Like,
0: <laughs> okay. No, I'm starting funny. to get defensive because like people are going to see like, Hey, here's this, here's this heavy bearded guy who doesn't wash his hair very often. And I'm like, no, I take a lot of care of it. It's just, yeah. yeah. I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea.
1: Yeah. I get that. Um, I don't think, I don't think anybody listening this well. Yeah. Hopefully not hopefully and if you know it's not a
0: (laughs) it's not an olfactory medium anyway
1: yeah (laughs) my my hair rarely i've like my hair rarely smells if my hair smells the rest of me smells bad enough you won't notice my hair right so it's like i i it's it's uh it gets quantized out
0: (laughs) i like that cool um yeah so let's uh let's call this one a night thank you everybody for uh for for listening and watching we had a lot of viewers a lot more viewers yeah. than we've usually had um,
1: yeah this is uh, we should this is fun and it's also easy so we yep. should not get out of the habit of doing it like yeah this is fun and easy to do mm-hmm.
0: definitely and thank you everybody for being uh for being understanding about that break uh we will uh attempt not to do it again
1: yes yeah so at some point in february it'll come up it might come up you know depending on how things work out like it may not be roughly a month from now but sometime during the calendar month yeah yeah February.
0: sometime in the last half of the calendar month how about that yeah yeah cool um and i'll look for good weeks to do it too like i'll yeah. start having that conversation with you um yeah so i don't do do we want to talk about
1: titles uh yeah we usually don't do this on air don't you usually
0: <laughs> i just i just want to hit it like let's, let's 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 give it a shot
1: i'm fine i'm fine with anything that you have uh, you've left, you've had so far um, but yeah, Go ahead and list them off and see if anybody reacts.
0: <laughs> Let's see here. Double digit Pong re- or Pog rejections. Okay. A suntanned ant's leathery boob. Okay. Heat seeking missile seeking missile. Okay. Rinse it with hair. That's hard. Yeah. yeah. I'm fond of heat seeking missile seeking missile. Yeah, that works for me. Okay.
1: To... yeah
0: cool um so yeah uh, if you're listening to this and you're wondering hey what were those priority um questions uh those were people who are back at the five dollar and up patreon level we hit those first and mm-hmm. uh then everybody else was answering via the uh q a widget here on google hangouts thank you so much everybody who has uh, backed us and helped make these things possible and uh, we will talk to you soon
1: yeah at some point too if it seems like it is a hey, if I back at the priority level, I get first questions, but my question got answered anyway. I can hang out. At some point, if this grows, which we hope that it will, uh, Mm -hmm. we may not be able to get to every question. No, Uh, no. We can kind of chronologically budget for about 90 minutes. So, like, at some point, um, you know, so there is an incentive Mm -hmm. to back at the level if this is a fun, cool thing for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully it is. Yeah. Cool. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.